0: Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations. So great that you can join us. My name's Kevin, and every week I'll be bringing you different conversations I've had with kids. They're all 7 to 11 years old, and the questions I ask them are specifically designed to get them talking, thinking, and feeling, developing the softer skills that they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. Did you know that 85% of the jobs that will exist in 2030 have not even been invented yet? In such a fast-paced and changing world, it would be the softer, more transferable skills that would help our kids succeed and thrive. But what do I mean by soft skills exactly? Well, it's all the non-academic stuff that kids don't tend to get that much practice in at school, and yet as adults, we're having to use all the time. You know what I mean. Things like being creative, communicating well, being a critical thinker, having resilience, etc, etc, etc. Now, I found that a simple but effective way of developing this at home with kids already is through regular five to ten minute conversations. I'll give you some examples. Let's say on communication, we could ask our kids to describe a car to an alien, which is a test of conciseness. Or on creativity, asking what are ten things to do with a cup, which encourages them to think in divergent ways. Or how about on critical thinking, having them estimate the number of iPads in the world to help them think in a structured way or on resilience, asking them why it's good to fail sometimes in discussing the value of feedback. Now, these are just some examples, but in this podcast, Kid Coach Conversations, you'll hear me discuss all sorts of questions like this with lots of different children, and hopefully it will give you some ideas and inspiration for discussions that you can have at home with your own kids. If you want full access to all the questions and prompts that I use, then just download our app from www.kidcoach.app, or just search for kid coach app, so you can do all this great stuff at home yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. This week, I talked to Aziza. She's nine years old and lives in the UK with her mum, dad, and younger brother. She loves to ask questions and really wants to know what came first, the chicken or the egg. We're going to build the feeling skill of confidence. Confidence drives happiness and success. Confidence also comes from within, and the more we can do to help our children unlock their inner confidence, the more they will thrive in the world out there. So let's listen in on our chat. So Aziza, I have a question here for you on confidence. And the question is, should you compare yourself to others or not? Should you compare yourself to others or not?
1: Um, I don't uh, maybe not I think you should be grateful with what you have and not compare yourself with others
0: So I love that grateful for what you have so tell me tell me more about that what why is it important to be grateful for what you have?
1: Because others might not have that and and uh, Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm, so can you give me an example of something that you're grateful for that maybe others don't have?
1: Mm. Piano
0: Yeah, so why are you grateful for that piano?
1: Because it's very expensive (laughs) And fun to play
0: Okay Okay, okay, so So do you think that, how, how many people do you think compare themselves to others? A lot, a little?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. So in the middle, so um, not a lot, not, not a lot, not a little, in between.
0: Okay. Well, why do you think some people do compare themselves to
1: others? Because they might not
0: have things that um, others haven't got. Yeah, well, and they want the thing that they're yeah. seeing the other person has. They want that piano, yeah. Yeah. for instance. And, and what about not possessions, but more abilities? You know, so I'll, I'll give you an example. So, you know, sometimes I, I look at people who are like me, my age, um, who live in a similar place to where I live, who, who work in similar jobs, and they might have a better job or a bigger house or a nicer car or whatever it might be yeah um, and they or they might have um, just be better at certain things they might be uh, better at maths than I am, or they might be better at telling stories and jokes than I am, or um, they uh, they might be more knowledgeable about a certain subject than I am, whatever it might be, right? Um, You know, some people might look around at that and think, hmm, I really wish I could do that. Not necessarily I wish I could have that, but I wish I could do that. I wish I could speak confidently in public like that person does, for example. Some people might might do that. Um, Do you think that's a, a good thing to do? Or a bad thing to do, or what? What are your thoughts on that? That mm. sort of comparing.
1: I think it's a good thing to believe in yourself and keep trying, and then you could someday be able to do it too.
0: Yeah, so I love that. So it, I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of natural confidence there, Aziza, right? Um, you, you don't. You don't get put down looking at other people. Um, you sort of keep believing in yourself and you're grateful for, for what you have. Um, when, I mean, just to take the other side for a moment, just briefly, um, where when is it good to compare? Like, Are there any benefits of comparing yourselves to others? <laughs> uh, I
1: can't. Mm. <laughs> uh, the, I can't think of any.
0: Is there anything anything you can learn from others by seeing what they're doing or seeing what they have or you know if you're at school with your school classmates and I don't know so let's say you're all writing a poem in English okay and you're, you're, you're happy you're writing a poem you're, you're confident in your ability which is great um, and then just look at your neighbor and you see what they're doing um, and you compare your poem to theirs and their poem is is really good they've they've um, used a certain rhyme that you didn't think of or they've um, used a different structure that you didn't think of or they've uh, started illustrating with pictures that, and that thought hadn't occurred to you in all these kinds of situations is it is it helpful to compare or not helpful?
1: Mm, I don't think so. I think you should not compare and just try it yourself.
0: I think I agree with you like 90%. (laughs) So I think 90% of the time I think it's really really good not to compare yourself because there's there's no competition, right? Uh, you just need to be happy with what you can do, and be grateful for what you have. And and so I I, I really love what you said at the beginning. Um, I I think though, like ten percent of the time, it's helpful to look around you for inspiration, and for learnings. Yeah. So back to that poetry example, maybe there's that rhyme in there that that your friend did, but you hadn't thought of. You know, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I, I might. You know, maybe maybe I could kind of do something similar, and it can help to make whatever you're doing even better. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, but overall, I I mean, to not distract from the main point, I, I think you're absolutely right that there's no need to compare yourself. To others. Um, but a lot of people do, right? You know, I, I, I mean, it, it sounds like you don't, which is great, Aziza. But a lot of people do. And, you know, it's, it's really, it's just kind of human nature, right? It's human nature to look around and see what other people have or can do and think, oh, oh I want to do that. Yeah. You know? um, I think it's quite easy to get jealous of what other people can do. Um, it's quite easy to to lose a little bit of confidence in what you can do when you see that somebody can do it better. Um, and, and a lot of people, you know, fall into that trap of, of looking around and comparing themselves to others unnecessarily. Um, I mean, it sounds like you don't, which, which is, uh, which, which is great, but, um, it is also worth remembering there are, you know, some small advantages of comparing or perhaps not comparing, but just looking around and, and getting ideas and learning. Know? Um, rather than comparing I suppose. Yeah. There's an analogy as well that is a bit interesting to explore, like it's a sporting analogy, right? So um, think about swimming and boxing. Okay, swimming and boxing. What's, what's the difference between swimming and boxing?
1: Swimming oh, when you get wet in water and boxing you're dry the whole time and you're just um punching.
0: Fair fair fair, fair enough. Okay, now in terms of the competition. Yeah, in terms of competition, um how how do you win a race in swimming? And in boxing, how do you win a boxing match? In terms of competition, what's the difference between swimming and boxing?
1: In swimming to win a competition, you need to swim as fast as you can, and remember to take some breaths. And you have to try and go faster than everyone else. And in boxing, you have to, um, you have to try and punch someone down to the floor, and then, and you have to try and get them to stay down for ten seconds, and then you win.
0: Okay. So in which of, which is, yeah, completely, completely right. So in, in which of the two is, um, is your outcome totally in your hands? Is it swimming or boxing where what, what you do is completely independent of what other people are doing?
1: I don't know what that means.
0: So, um, uh, it, it in, in swimming is it in swimming or is it in boxing where uh, it's what you do that matters what the other person does it, it can't affect you at all uh,
1: in uh, neither of like, in swimming if someone um like it doesn't matter if someone just goes in front of you because you can try to get back in front of them but if yeah. Um. But in boxing, if someone punches you down, it and that's also fine because you can get a comeback again. Uh. So both of them.
0: Yeah. So, but I suppose in boxing, if somebody punches you down, then they stop you from doing what you had planned to do. Yeah. But in in swimming, if somebody swims ahead of you, they haven't stopped you. They haven't interfered. They haven't they haven't swum into your lane and pushed you or something. <laughs> Right. And um, you still can do anything that you want to do within your lane. Um, whereas in boxing, you, you have to always, you're always looking at the other person, you know, and, and I, and I think this is a helpful analogy when it comes to sort of competition and confidence, because if, if you're ever competing and if you're ever lacking confidence, um, I, I always say, you know, pretend you're swimming, not boxing. Yeah. Pretend you're swimming and not boxing. Because in swimming, all you're doing is you're focused on your own lane, you're focused on your own life, you're focused on the the thing that you need to do. You're in complete control of it. You can swim as fast or as slow as you want. Nobody can interfere you. And as you're swimming, you can look to your left and you can look to your right and you can look at others and you can compare yourself to others to see how they're doing, see how you're doing. And if you're not in the lead, then maybe it gives you a bit of inspiration to swim harder, to try and get in the lead, to catch up. but whereas in boxing, what you're doing is trying to punch out the other person. <laughs> you know, in, in boxing, one person wins and one person loses. In in, in boxing, um, the objective is to look at the other person and and, and do something bad to them. Um, you're you're always in boxing. You're always comparing yourself to that person because that's the nature of boxing. It's very um, uh, it's very confrontational. Uh, Whereas in swimming, it's not, is it? In swimming, you all look in the same direction and you just glance left and right now and again, see how the people are doing. But ultimately you have confidence in what you're doing in your own lane, swimming at your own pace. So I don't know if that makes sense, but I I, I always like that analogy of a swimming rather than boxing.
1: What do you think about that? Yeah.
0: How would you explain that back to me? So if um, if you're trying to tell your friend why um why swimming rather than boxing is a good analogy for being confident and not comparing yourself to others, what what would you say to your friend?
1: In boxing you you're trying to like hurt a person and punch them but in swimming, you're not paying that much attention.
0: Yeah. And in, in which one are you comparing yourself to others the most?
1: Control yourself. What's that, sorry? And you can c- control yourself and go as fast as slow as you want.
0: Hmm. In which one? Swimming or boxing? Swimming. Right. Right, and in, when you're swimming, and when you compare yourself to others while you're swimming, you know, looking left and right, just seeing where everybody is, why, what's, what's the benefit of doing that? Mm. Uh,
1: uh, uh, what, what did you say?
0: When you look left and right while you're swimming, see, to see where everybody else is, um, what, why, is that, why can that be a good thing to do?
1: Because you get to like look around you and stuff, but in boxing, you have to just look at the person you're boxing, because if you look around, then the person might punch you. Down.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I suppose in, when you're swimming, uh, you can look around uh, risk-free and, um, and learn from based on, well, that person's a bit ahead. Oh, that person's doing an uh, interesting stroke seems quite efficient. Maybe I could learn from that. So that's probably the only time that it's good to to compare yourself to others when you can learn something from it, or if it gives you a bit more energy or inspiration. Um, But overall, uh, coming back to what you were initially saying, um, I I, I really also agree that you don't need to compare yourself to others for the most part. You should have that natural confidence and be grateful for what you have and what you can do. And and it sounds like you, you really are Aziza. So, so good stuff. Well, well done. So there you have it. What a great conversation that was filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. As you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or 10 minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, you can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment during the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, et cetera. Now I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or to search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. really really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive and I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home so thanks for listening make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away my name's Coven you've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today